This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Simone Zaziaris. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Thursday the 10th of June. In your Squiz today, coming out of lockdown, Japan backs us, the most livable city, and a win for the Blues. This is your Squiz today. Starting in Melbourne, Claire, where from midnight tonight, some lockdown restrictions will be lifted. I say some as there's still plenty that can't be done, like going more than 25 kilometres from home. So no trips to regional Victoria for the long weekend. You can't have private gatherings and you can't have more than 10 guests at a wedding. But you can leave your home without needing a reason and hospitality venues will be able to open up with some asterisks. So that's something. And certainly when it comes to business there, they were grateful for those easing of restrictions, but really wanted to see more. They say that to keep jobs, businesses, livelihoods, culture and prosperity alive in Victoria, they need to move on beyond that fortnight lockdown in Melbourne. But what Chief Health Officer Brett Sutton said is that it's the right approach because there's still COVID cases being reported. There was one new case reported yesterday and he said that we absolutely have to drive back down to zero. So that's Victoria. Bit of chatter about Queensland and New South Wales late yesterday, Claire, and it was announced that a woman from Melbourne who had driven with her husband to Queensland's Sunshine Coast over a few days last week has tested positive to the virus. So there's now alerts out for a number of locations in New South Wales and Queensland, but it also meant another bout of attention on getting vaccinated. It really did what the health officials from Queensland, New South Wales and Victoria reiterated yesterday when it came to this case is that the need to get vaccinated, that COVID isn't gone. We shouldn't get too relaxed about it. New South Wales and Queensland haven't seen locally acquired cases for quite some time. And they said there's no reason to be relaxed. You really need to do that. One thing that we're going to be able to do when vaccinated is get a certificate. It's going to be an official digital document that will be able to see us prove that we have been vaccinated. Exactly how and where that will be required is still a whole thing to be discussed, but certainly it seems some businesses are very keen to be able to have that to check their staff and their customers, uh, they say, because they want to provide rewards and incentives to those who get vaccinated. There are a few rules around that, though. The messaging must not refer to specific brands of vaccine, promote non-approved vaccines or make statements that are false or misleading. Australia has gained another friend in its corner when it comes to campaigning against China's push for power. We're talking about Japan, Claire. And Foreign Minister Maurice Payne and Defence Minister Peter Dutton had quite a significant call with their Japanese counterparts yesterday. They were on the blower for a couple of hours and China seemed to be the main point of conversation. Scott Morrison, our Prime Minister, uh, made a speech yesterday where he talked about our region being the epicentre of renewed strategic competition. That's a really nice way of saying that China really is changing it up here. And we know because we've been talking about it for quite some time now, including on the podcast about how China is pushing and changing things in the region. Uh, What those ministers talked about yesterday, though, it's a first for Japan really to come out and talk about their concerns about China's coercive and destabilising behaviour in the region, they say. Uh, Japan, of course, as China's neighbour, really is in a tricky spot when it comes to that, but it's good to have allies. It's good timing for Prime Minister Scott Morrison 
Thompson, who's heading to the UK via Singapore today to meet with the leaders of the G7. That's that organisation we spoke about earlier in the week that's made up of seven wealthy nations. Japan and Australia overnight said they were united by shared values, including, and this is a quote, unwavering commitment to democracy, human rights, free trade and a rules-based international order. Lots and lots of talk this week about former SAS soldier Ben Robert Smith as he's been in court accusing a number of newspapers of defamation in a series of reports back in 2018. They claimed he committed war crimes, including murder, and their allegations that he denies. Now, Claire, the spotlight is on his personal life. He was meant to start his evidence yesterday. There was a lot of attention on that. Of course, uh, media and others are very keen to see him talk about exactly uh, the hard of those allegations. But as you say, it really did go off track yesterday. The federal court judge who was overseeing that defamation trial raised what he said was an uncomfortable issue of media reports that Robert Smith was in a personal relationship with his solicitor, Monica Allen. What the justice said is that he had to raise it because that solicitor is part of the proceedings against Ben Robert Smith, ex-wife Emma Roberts gets a little bit complicated there, but long story short, there is some transparency that's required when it comes to court proceedings. But what Robert Smith barrister Arthur Moses said yesterday is that uh, female lawyers have enough to deal with when it comes to aspersions being put against them and that the pair absolutely weren't in a relationship, really was a sideshow to what is getting a lot of attention this week. Yeah, it's expected Robert Smith will take the stand today. So cue plenty of news on this to come. The Economist each year puts out a livability index, which basically looks at things like stability, healthcare, culture, the environment, education and infrastructure. And for the first time, it's taken into account how it's been for individuals during the pandemic. Vienna in Austria, Claire, has won every year since 2018, but their run is over. It's over and Auckland in New Zealand has taken the number one spot on that livability index. So kudos to them. They've done extremely well. Wellington also took out fourth place. So New Zealand's done very well. I think when it comes to looking at the rest, though, let's look at the top 11 rather than the top (laughs) 10. And if you look at it that way, Australia has five of the top 11 spots. Uh, The top four Australian cities is Adelaide. They did really well coming in third place. They did. Perth and Brisbane came in 6th and 10th respectively. Melbourne's usually the shining star for Australia, but it dropped from 2nd last time to ninth place. Sydney, you didn't get a look in. <laughs> As I said, top 11. <laughs> Let's go top 11 rather than top 10. From the Sydney to Melbourne rivalry to another big one, New South Wales versus Queensland. Origin last night, Claire, saw New South Wales score their biggest state of origin win, beating Queensland 50-6 to in the series opener. Absolutely insane. <laughs> it's a pretty big margin and of course, the New South Welsh people were very, very excited about that. They did very well over Queensland. What the commentators said is that it was a little bit unfair calling out a best on ground for New South Wales because every player stepped up. Uh, Queensland, on the other hand, feeling embarrassed, Paul Green, the coach, said they'll have a chance at redemption in the not too distant future. But yeah, certainly a, quite a spectacle last night. 
Yeah, bring on the second game. That'll be in Brisbane and it's on Sunday, Claire, the 27th of June. And a big talking point in the lead up to Origin and just generally with regards to rugby league and plenty of other sports is head injuries and concussion. So that's what our Squiz Shortcuts is on this week. We have a look at the brain disease CTE and its link to concussions, what elite sports are doing about it, and also what it means for club sports and our kids. Check that out by searching for Squiz Shortcuts in your podcast app. Squeeze the day, Claire. What have you got? It would have been Prince Philip's 100th birthday today. There you go. That no doubt will get a bit of commentary as we get around to Thursday in the UK. But yeah, one of those moments that was on the horizon, but he didn't quite get there. Well, for me today is the day people listening complete our half yearly podcast survey, yeah. Claire. Well, that's quite a day, isn't it? It really <laughs> is a one day there. <laughs> to put in the diary. And look, the survey, it's a quick one. And what it does is it makes sure that we know about our listeners and what they want uh, and also helps us to show advertisers who work with us the value of being in our podcast. And as I said yesterday, it helps keep the lights on for us. So <laughs> if you have a few minutes, it would be really great if you could fill it out. Yeah, we'd really appreciate it it. A link to the survey is in your episode notes. And there is an added incentive. A $200 Dan Murphy's gift card is up for grabs. And of course, there's also a big thank you from us. To that end, thank you to anyone who has already taken the time to complete it. That's all from us this Thursday. We'll be back tomorrow. week our podcast is brought to you by aware super sometimes it can feel like retirement is a long way off but whether it's two years or 20 years away it's important to make sure your super fund is working for you aware super is one of australia's largest super funds and offers heaps of free tools and tips on its website for aussies looking to get their super sorted and put a plan in place for their retirement read the pds and tmd at aware.com.au.